and we'll try to keep this short. God help us. All right. Well, all kidding aside, welcome to another episode of Jazz's Backstage Pass. I am your host, Brian Zimmerman. I'm joined once again by Jazz's online editor, Matt Micucci. We are here to discuss the 10 albums you need to know for July 2019. It's a phenomenal list this time around, and we're going to get into it in a minute. But first, I'd like to thank one of our sponsors, Cobuzz.com a streaming service that offers the most comprehensive CD-quality hi-fi catalog in the world, as well as the largest selection of streaming music in studio high-res quality. You can enjoy unlimited streaming of all your music from just $9.99 per month with no strings attached. Just visit kobuz.com, that's Q-O-B-U-Z.com, to learn more. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the 10 albums you need to know for July 2019. Well then, uh, good day to you, Matt Micucci. Hello everybody. How's it going, Brian? Uh, Matt, it's excellent. It's excellent down here. I just got back not too long ago, about a week ago, from the Montreal Jazz Fest, the 2019 Montreal Jazz Fest. Um, that's one of my favorite festivals ever, and I had an absolutely wonderful time. In fact, Matt, I I kept a video blog, a vlog, um, on our website of my time there. I was reviewing concerts, and I was checking out the local food scene. I had, uh, you know, I've been to Montreal many times, and as you know, or might not know, they're famous for their smoked meat, which is kind of like a pastrami. So I had that last time. I was able to check that off my list. They're famous for their poutine, which is french fries covered in gravy and cheese curds. That'll help get you through the cold Canadian winter. Check that off my list. This time around, I really wanted to try two good Montreal bagels, and have a lunch at Walensky's Light Lunch, which is like a famous deli counter known around Montreal and around Canada for serving these tiny bologna sandwiches that are inexplicably delicious. So I reviewed it all, Matt. It's all on jazzes.com, and I invite everybody to check it out. Uh, but yeah, George Benson was there um, sounding like a man half his age. He was just incredible. I saw Joshua Redman. Um, Diane Reeves, Jacob Collier. It was a great fest, and it happened to be one of the co-founders, Andre Menard's final fest. So in the 40th year, Andre Menard is stepping down, but, uh, you know, that festival kind of has a spirit of, his own, of its own, and uh, I'm sure will be great moving into the future. So, yeah, it was a pretty good week for me. How about for yourself, Matt? Well, first of all, I must say that I'm jealous about that poutine. You know, I've always wanted to have it. I don't know why we're not eating that every day, you know. I think that sounds healthy to me, you know. It's soul food, you know, in some way, you know. But anyways, um, I right now I'm back in one of my favorite European countries, uh, the Czech Republic. And I'm in Brno, which is famous for uh, car racing and motorbike racing. Of course, you know, I don't drive, so I don't know much about that. But, uh, <laughs> but um What can I say? You know, I was kind of sad a few days ago to find out that we lost one of the greats. I think one of the greats, for me, one of the great 
uh, music figures of the 20th century. I'm talking, of course, about Joao Gilberto, you know, he's a fantastic uh, Brazilian musician, the innovator of Bossa Nova, one of my favorite styles of music, or, you know, really just a whole fantastic culture behind Bossa Nova. And it's just a fascinating figure. I mean, I was, I've been listening to a lot of his music because it just, you know, because it's since, since I heard the news. And uh, I keep revisiting it and keep going back to it. Such fantastic tunes. And I, was, I stopped to focus at Desafinado, one of, his really, uh, one of his early tracks, one of his early famous tracks. And on this, it, it has this wonderful melody, but it's not just about the rhythm and the melody to me. It's also about what the words say. There is a textual meaning to it. And more or less, it's about, you know, this guy who is sad and he's angry about a critique that he receives for singing out a key. But to me, while I was listening to it and looking at the translation, of the lyrics, I thought this is actually a call for compassion. He's what he's saying is you shouldn't really criticize people for living life off key because music in his songs was also a metaphor for life itself. And he was, you know, that's poetry to me. That's really poetry. And uh, it's just one of the examples of why I love his works. Well, that's a beautiful reading of that uh, tune, Matt. And you're so right. He was an important figure. Um, and had a huge influence on the direction of Brazilian music and jazz with his later pairings with Stan Getz. Totally revolutionized uh, the aesthetic of of Brazilian music. So, yeah, he was an inspiration to a a lot of musicians, and uh, we'll certainly miss him. Yeah, always. The one thing about him was that he was a wonderful musician, but apparently he wasn't the easiest guy to get along with. So I always wondered... I, I mean, I wish I could have just witnessed a few minutes of that recording with Stan Getz. It must have been amazing. If they had reality TV shows back then, you know, the cameras there would have been would have been amazing to have that, you know, that document. <laughs> yeah, they could have Facebook live th- streamed the whole thing. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> but anyway, there are a lot of fan- other fantastic musicians in our 10 Albums You Need to Know list for July, which is the reason we're convening here yet again, Matt. Um, It's a great list this time around. Um, We got a nice mix of instrumentalists and vocalists and uh, even a rock legend in there. Nice mix of genres and styles. So what do you say we dive in? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's try to keep it short this time because usually, you know, I get out of hand. It's kind of hard not to, but we'll see what happens. I know. We'll try to rein it in. (laughs) But uh, hey, this is jazz, man. This is jazz. What happens, happens. Anyway, top of our list is a new album by the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis and the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra conducted by David Robertson. It's a uh, joint project. It's a collaboration between them. It's called Wynton Marsalis's Swing Symphony. It was released on Blue Engine on July 1st. What can you tell us about this album, Matt? Oh, well, you know, first of all, this is another quality recording, live recording from the Jazz at Lincoln uh, Center Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis. And this one is with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, conducted by David Robertson. Uh, And actually, it was released uh, just a few days before the 4th of July. (laughs) And there's a reason for that. Reason being, this symphony is sort of Marsalis's, uh, well, it's his third symphony overall. But it's also a musical meditation on American ideas. And for it, he calls upon some of his, um, I would say, quote unquote, mentors, so to speak, or 
I don't know, spiritual fathers, you know, all those expressions. Uh, you know, people like George Gershwin, Duke Ellington, Leonard Bernstein, and many others that, you know, in any case made the history of American music, not only in jazz, but also in classical and other forms. It's really an exciting work. It is, and it kind of tracks the evolution of jazz geographically, too, from New Orleans to Chicago, over to Kansas City, on to New York, and so forth. You know, it's not the first time that these two orchestras have collaborated, either. Uh, Marsalis appeared with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra back in 2018 to perform uh, material from Leonard Bernstein, as well as an original composition called Swing Symphony that grew to become this full-fledged album. So it's really kind of neat to hear how that seed of idea uh, of just one composition grew to, you know, an entire album. Uh, It's a great listen, and Matt, what do you say we dive into a track here? Let's do it. This is Movement 3, Midwestern Moods. Swing Symphony by Wynton Marsalis, the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra, and the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. It was released July 1st on Blue Engine Records. All right, and the next album on our list is a collaboration between the vocalist Peter Eldridge and the pianist Kenny Werner. It's called Somewhere, and it was released July 5th on Rosebud Records. Uh, Matt, tell us a little bit about this album. What can we say about this album? Well, first of all, uh, what comes to mind is that it's just Peter Eldridge's ability to blend modern jazz with other musical genres like pop, R&B, Latin music, and so on. On this album, it's just uh, it's just delightful to hear him team up with a true piano master and a piano legend. Kenny uh, Werner, who's really well and truly been a world-class musician for, I guess, over four decades, you know. So it's fantastic to, to see that, that collaboration, you know, to hear that collaboration. But in this program, you know, they're presenting well-worn standards. It's a mix of well-worn standards and originals, and it's complemented by the streamlike quality and the sheer romanticism of a string orchestra. And this string orchestra is actually, you know, conducted uh, by, 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 I guess, you know, you could call him a legend in his own right. He's a Grammy Award-winning cellist and composer uh, Eugene Friesen. Yeah, and that um, that string section adds such a nice layer to the overall proceedings. You know, Peter Eldridge and Kenny Werner are both uh, kind of titans of their craft, and Peter is uh, the kind of vocalist you may have heard without knowing it. He was actually the founder of New York Voices, the New York Voices, which is quite a popular uh, jazz vocal group. But he's also dipped his toes in a lot of stuff. He's written a musical called uh, The Kiss, which was phenomenal too. And Kenny Werner is an outstanding pianist in his own right, but he's kind of developed a following as something of a motivational speaker, like a life coach for musicians and artists, because in 1996 he wrote a landmark book. It was called Effortless Mastery, Liberating the Master Musician Within which has become this kind of uh, th- this guidebook, this tome for how to 
how people can reach their performance, bring their performance to the highest level, um, you know, and how they can unleash their creativity um, by kind of letting go of inhibition. But and and while artists certainly have have uh, kind of created a following around it. I know business people, you know, and writers, um, and, you know, people of all sorts who have found inspiration, um, from this book. So kind of cool to see him live by his own credo, his own guidance. And, and you hear that effortless mastery, you know, across this disc. So Matt, that said, what do you say we listen to a track? Let's do it. It's my new, that's my new catchphrase. <laughs> You give your hand to me And then you say hello And I can hardly speak My heart is beating so And anyone can tell You think you know me well That was the track You Don't Know Me from the album Somewhere by Peter Eldridge and Kenny Werner, released July 5th on Rosebud Records. All right, we're going to move right along, Matt. Uh, the next album on the list is a fun one, okay? The official name of the group for this album is Little Steven and the Interstellar Jazz Renegades. The album is Lilyhammer, the score. It was released on Wicked Cool Records on July 12th. And, uh, you know, Little Steven, Lilyhammer, that may give you some clues to who the, uh, you know, leader of this album is. And, Matt, it's Steven Van Zant of the East Street Band. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we talk about jazz on this podcast, but I must say, you know, Bruce Springsteen, I'm a big fan of his, you know, I'm a big fan of the boss. Uh, being a fan of the boss, I'm of course aware of Little, Little Stevens or Steven Van Zandt's contribution to the East Street Band. You know, he's one of its most historic members, having been a part of it since 1975, born to run at least, you know, in recordings, because they've known each other forever. Uh, you know, Springsteen and, and Little Steven, as he calls himself on this album, and it's one of the names he goes by. But I somehow naively did not suspect that he also had such a huge interest in jazz, you know, that he would be so keen on exploring this music for Lilyhammer, which was, in case you guys don't know, the first Netflix original series. And not only did he write the score for it, he also co-produced it, co-wrote it, and stars in it as a mobster forced to relocate to Norway. Now that it's not actually news that he's a great actor as well. He he played a he had a he had a very memorable part in The Sopranos, for example. But yeah, back to the music which he composed. It's finally out years after you know the show ended. It's out in a new two-volume set, the first of which, the first of these volumes features, uh, you know, the 50s-era New York songs that go so well with gangsters and movies, by the way, historically speaking. And uh, well, the second is more of an eclectic affair, and it sort of features influences from Norwegian folk music, rock, Latin jazz, and, and so on. 
Yeah, and you mentioned the show just a bit. I've been, ever since this album came into my hands, I've actually been catching up on the show. And, you know, I loved his work in The Sopranos. And it's kind of a fascinating watch, man. I don't know if you've seen it. But, um, yeah, uh, Stephen Van Zandt plays a mobster that, uh, through witness protection, is relocated to Lilyhammer. And, uh, you know, through one way or another, ends up falling back into his old ways. And one of the things he does is he opens a 1950s-style New York bar uh, in Lilyhammer. And so a lot of the music that you hear um, is of the period, but came from Stephen Van Zandt. He wrote it uh, for the show. So uh, it's this was a really cool project. I love that it, it came across my desk. And uh, I definitely encourage everybody to check it out and the show. Speaking of checking out, what do you say we listen to a track, Matt? All right. Let's do it. I don't want that to be my catchphrase. <laughs> well, well, too late. <laughs> this is the tune, Espresso Martini. From Little Steven and the Interstellar Jazz Renegades, the album is Lilyhammer, the score, out on Wicked Cool Universal Music, July 12th. there from Stephen Van Zandt. All right, we're going to move along to the next album on our list, and this one is by a young piano player named Victor Gould. The album is Thoughts Become Things. It will be released July 12th on Blue Room Records. Matt, set us up for this one. Victor Gould, yes, he's not only a great piano player, but he's also quickly becoming, I think, one of the hottest new visionaries in the on the New York jazz scene, but also in the jazz scene in general. And his previous two albums actually garnered a lot of, uh, you know, praise. And on this new one, Thoughts Become Things, he seeks and finds a new balance in bringing uh, an eclectic vision to life that draws on and builds from the stylings of his previous two records. The, inter- the interesting th- fact about this, uh, the music on this album is that it, it originates from a theory that I think is supported by, by Gould himself, and that's that people can manifest their own future and that thoughts can mold people's realities. Yeah, um, and he tends to operate from those heavy concepts, uh, but still managed to make music that is just like totally engaging and invigorating and swinging. You mentioned the accolades for some of his earlier work, and yeah, his debut album Clockwork from 2016 was actually voted the top jazz debut uh, by NPR back when it dropped. And he comes from a strong jazz pedigree, too. He's one of the first ever recipients of the Herbie Hancock Presidential Scholarship at the Berkeley College of Music. So Victor can really, really play, um, and he marries that just, you know, totally effortless talent um, with imagination and, and, you know, abundant vision. So let's check out one of the tunes from the disc. What do you say, Matt? All right. This is the tune Brand New, from Victor Gould's album Thoughts Become Things, due out July 12th on Blue Room Records.
Well, that brings us to the next album on our list. Uh, this one is by the saxophonist Jeff Coffin and a group called Dream Shanti. The name of the album is Music in Our Dreams, and it was released on Ear Up Records. It's going to be released on Ear Up Records July 22nd. Matt, take it away. Yeah, Je- Jeff Coffin's an interesting musician. I mean, you know, we some people, you know, might know him also from the Dave Matthews band, Be- Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones, you know, but he's he's also a fascinating band leader. And uh, this new project, Music in Our Dreams, is particularly interesting to me. And, uh, well, it's one uh, for which he's assembled uh, a fascinating ensemble, including some of the finest musicians from the Eastern and Western hemispheres. And, you know, we, we often kind of talk about on this podcast of music uh, as a chance of creating space for a meeting, a culture. And so there's something about the very nature of this project, of this album, uh, that recalls, you know, that really got me thinking because at the moment I'm sort of listening to a lot of the music from the 70s for this regular feature that I'm writing on jazzes.com year by year. And it kind of does recall, this project of Jeff Coffin recalls a time when jazz was really driven by this concept of meeting a cultures. And when people like Alice Coltrane and John McLaughlin and all these people were making music that not only honored the heritage uh, of the cultures of the music from these various corners of the world, but that also could develop a new musical language. You are so right, Matt, and particularly with regard to Indian or you know Carnatic music. You mentioned John and Alice Coltrane. We saw it then, and right in the seventies uh, with John McLaughlin and Don Ellis and some of these other big band leaders. Um, and then currently with people like uh, Rudresh Mahanthapa and Reza Basi, who are continuing to make music, um, kind of in that intersection between. Eastern and Western and South Asian and Indian music. And I'm just so glad that this conversation continues to be had between jazz and these other forms of music. You know, you mentioned that Jeff played with uh, Bill Fleck and the Fleck Tones, and that he certainly did. And on this new album, he reunites with Roy Futureman Wooten, who was also a member of the Fleck Tones. He played that uh, drumatar electrified tapping device. If you've never seen that played live, go look up a video right now because it's the coolest thing ever. And it's nice to see them together again. Uh, Future Man adds kind of a nice texture to the mix. And overall, this is a fascinating listen, really engaging stuff. So, Matt, what do you say we give it a spin? This is the title track, Music in Our Dreams. stuff from Jeff Coffin, as always. Before we move on here, I just want to take a quick minute to thank, once again, one of our sponsors, Cobuzz. You might already know that Cobuzz offers the biggest catalog of hi-fi and high-res albums in the world, both for new releases and specialized genres. But for hundreds of thousands of albums, Cobuzz also includes all the information you need to recreate the appeal of a real CD. We're talking the names of musicians, producers, lyrics. There's everything you need to know to appreciate your 
your favorite albums. Kobuzz is compatible with all types of audio equipment and also provides advice on your hi-fi equipment purchases. Not only that, but every week, Kobuzz publishes interactive articles that widen your musical knowledge. And you can even download these high-res files to listen to in offline mode, so you can enjoy your music even when you don't have internet access. Subscriptions to Kobuzz start at just $9.99 per month. Again, visit kobuzz.com, that's Q-O-B-U-Z.com, to learn more. Okay, so that brings us to the next album on our list. This one is a trio date. It's by the violinist Zach Brock, the bassist Matt Eulery, and the drummer John Deitmeyer. The name of the album is Wonderment, and it will be released on Wool Gathering Records on July 16th. What say you about this record, Matt? First of all, without even listening to the music you know t- t- at all uh, this this album taught me something it taught me uh, a new word i had for some reason i'd never come across the word wonderment which is crazy because i write like loads every day but it's true and the definition if you look it up on google it's it's a state of odd admiration a respect and i think that's what's going on here that's the story of this album um you know this is the actually the debut trio recording of these three musicians and they've known each other well, you know, they've been playing together, I think, here and there since 2005 from their days in Chicago. And we're talking, of course, as you said, of uh, Zach Brock, Matt Eulery, and John Deitmeyer, respectively violin, bass, and drums. And on this album, they're covering, you know, a wide range of emotions as well of improvisational and compositional styles. But I think that, you know, going back to the story of this album, that's it. They're finally coming together in the studio and they're creating something in that moment of time, you know, and they're each bringing their separate formative journey journeys and i think just that itself is enough as well as their mutual respect for each other and the chemistry that they share on this record that is enough to just create this wonderful music yep you know whenever a classical musician comes and asks me you know they tell me they want to start playing jazz who should i listen to you know violinist cellist bassist whatever i tell them listen to Zach Brock, and listen to Matt Eulery. So it's very cool um, to see them together again for this album. But really, all three of these musicians are extremely versatile. Um, Zach Brock is a member of Snarky Puppy, and um, you know, in that capacity, he can really bring the funk um, and edge toward uh, R&B, pop, you know, that kind of music. Uh, Matt Eulery and John Deitmeyer, meanwhile, are, you know, both major figures on the Chicago avant-garde scene, and so they play a lot of left-to-center stuff, um, some chamber jazz. It's a really nice kind of uh, mixture of styles and genres and textures, so um, I think, Matt, we should go ahead and listen to a track. This is the tune Cavendish from the album Wonderment due out on Wool Gathering Records July 16th. Beautiful, beautiful stuff there from Zach Brock, Matt Eulery, and John Deitmeyer. 
We're going to move along to the next album on our list of the 10 albums you need to know for July 2019. It's from veteran saxophonist Houston Person. The name of the album is I'm Just a Lucky So-and-So. It'll be released on High Note Records July 26th. Take it away, Matt. I wonder what that so-and-so stands for. But anyways, um, yeah, let's just say that Houston Person has been around for quite some time, right? He was around during the golden age of hard bop. He's a major figure in the heyday of soul jazz. And throughout his career, he's worked with, you know, such legends as Etta Jones, Grant Green, Horace Silver, you know, right up to Ron Carter, many more. And so it's great to see him going strong, you know, at the age of 84. And on this album, this new album, he kind of, it's almost as if he's paying, well, he is paying homage, I think, to the, the history of jazz. And it's really an examination of the history of jazz. In fact, I was reading about this album and uh, Rodney Jones, who plays with him on this record, described working with him uh, as an opportunity to experience the history of jazz in the present. And so as a result for the listener uh, of this album, this album is actually an opportunity to experience a jazz legend examine the history and tradition of jazz and dance music. Yep, and he's in the company of a few other jazz greats here in uh, trumpeter Eddie Allen, pianist Lafayette Harris, bassist Matthew Parrish, and drummer Kenny Washington. So, yeah, I love that Ronnie Jones quote so much. Playing with him is an opportunity to experience the history of jazz in the present. And I say we do the same, Matt. Let's give a track from I'm Just Lucky So-and-So a spin. I'm Just a Lucky So-and-So by saxophonist Houston Person. It'll be released July 26th on High Note Records. The next album on our list is a nice little collaboration between guitarist Robin Ford and Bill Evans, but obviously not the piano legend Bill Evans. This is the amazing uh, contemporary saxophonist Bill Evans. The name of their new music is The Sun Room. It'll be released July 26th on Ear Music. Well, there you go. I think we mentioned earlier uh, John McLaughlin, so it's nice to see, you know, Bill Evans pop up uh, in there. In fact, I was I was listening to some uh, Mahavish, Mahavishnu Orchestra music yesterday, so it's nice to talk about a new record from... Uh, saxophonist Bill Evans. This is actually a new album by him with Robin Ford, a guitarist who is really, he's another musician who loves to transcend the boundaries of genres. In a statement, Evans actually described the music on this new album as limitless. 
and performed at the highest level, still able to reach a wider audience. Robin Ford, uh, known primarily for his work as a blues artist, um, and his stuff in the blues vein is, is just incredible. But uh, not many people know that he was one of the founders and first members of the band that would become the Yellow Jackets. Now, he was only around for one or so recordings with that group, but the band that he founded would go on to become today's Yellow Jackets. Um, you know, Robin Ford and Bill Evans together, that's just a powerhouse duo, but they're backed here by an awesome rhythm section that includes the bassist James Genus and drummer Keith Carlock. So a lot of power, a lot of energy behind this disc. Uh, Matt, let's go ahead and listen to a track. This is a fun one. This is the tune Big Mama from the new album by Robin Ford and Bill Evans. It's called The Sun Moon, released July 26th on Ear Music. from two just giants of their instruments, Robin Ford on guitar and Bill Evans on saxophone. We're going to move right along to the next album on our list, which is a new one from the trumpeter Kenyatta Beasley. He's got a new tribute album out right now called the Frank Foster Songbook. It's out July 27th, and that is released independently. Um, now, on this disc, uh, Kenyatta is leading a super fiery septet, um, plus some special guests sitting in. But the core of this album is uh, they're all compositions by the saxophonist Frank Foster, who was, of course, instrumental in the Count Basie band and then went on to have a prolific uh, career of his own. Um, but the Frank Foster songbook, Kenyatta's album, was recorded live at... Uh, Jazz 966 in Brooklyn, and the ensemble that he assembled to exhibit, you know, Foster's dynamism um, is just stellar. We got Desron Douglas on bass, Keith Loftus on saxophone, Vincent Gardner on trombone from the Jazz and Lincoln Center Orchestra, Mark Gross on saxophone, Anthony Wozniak on piano, Alvester Garnett on drums, Carla Cook on vocals, Mart Whitfield on guitar, and Eric Wyatt on saxophone. I mentioned special, special guests earlier. Well, guess what? Wynton Marsalis actually appears on the album to pay tribute to Frank Foster, someone he considered a mentor and actually uh, had commissioned to write a piece for the Jazz and Lincoln Center Orchestra back in 2008. So, yeah, it's a phenomenal disc and a great tribute to a real jazz hero and a jazz humanitarian too, who's instrumental in um, supporting the Jazz Foundation of America. So, that said, let's go ahead and listen to a track. So this is the tune Manhattan Fever from the Kenyatta Beasley album, The Frank Foster Songbook, which is out July 27th, and that's an independent release. ¶¶ 
Well, all right, Matt. Um, as that song comes to a close there, we've arrived at our 10th and final album on the list. No. and uh, Really? Yeah, I wow. know. I know. Sad to say, but uh, that brings us to a new album by Steve Cole. Saxophonist Steve Cole. The name of the album is Gratitude. It is going to be released July 26th on Artistry Music. And Matt, what can you tell us about this new disc? No, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, Steve Cole is returning in top form, you know, and, and this album actually arrives after he's, he's just come out of uh, at the other end of a difficult period in his life. It's called Gratitude uh, for a very simple reason. This is his way of showing appreciation for the people who helped him through some tough times. And it arrives as it does on the heels of a health scare in his family. So here he really sounds energized, invigorated, reinvigorated, I should say. But it's also an album that builds upon the elements that made his previous releases so popular and beloved. And, you know, he's... uh, it's really made him one of the top con- voices in contemporary jazz. Uh, let's not forget to to mention that Gratitude also benefits all- from a co-production of David Mann, who is a fellow saxophone player and who's also been a longtime collaborator of Cole. And Matt, I'll just read a quote here uh, before you listen to the a little bit of the album. But uh, in a press statement, uh, Steve Cole said, Joy is baked into the record, and hopefully it means as much to the listener as it does to me. And yeah, we could all use a little bit of joy in our lives. So what do you say we go ahead and take a listen to the latest from Steve Cole? This is the track Neo Soul from Steve Cole's new album, Gratitude. It'll be released July 26th on Artistry Music. another 10 albums you need to know list this one was for the month of july 2019 so for everybody listening out there you have a lot of homework to do because these are some great great albums and uh we were excited to share them with you we uh review albums uh concerts by artists festivals all sorts of stuff on our website jazzes.com and right now you can sign up to start a free 14-day digital trial uh, to experience everything that jazzes.com has to offer. Um, while you're there, you may also want to check out our print publication and our legacy subscription, which includes a print publication, access to the website, and eight collector's CDs per month. So with each issue, uh, we, we print four quarterly issues, you get two limited edition collector CDs. It's all available on our website. You just visit jazzes.com and click that big red subscribe button in the upper left-hand corner. Um, that said, Matt, it was a pleasure talking to you about this month's uh, most interesting albums. Pleasure talking with you, Brian. I'm looking forward to our next month. That's right. We'll meet back here again uh, same time next month. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Cheers, Matt. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
All right, and that does it for another episode of Jazz's Backstage Pass. We hope you enjoyed listening to the 10 albums you need to know for July 2019. Like it, take a minute now to thank this episode's sponsors. They include the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey. Coming up on their jazz calendar, a performance by blues legend Buddy Guy with special guest Mavis Staples. It's taking place November 10th as part of the TD James Moody Jazz Festival, and tickets are available now. Visit njpac.org, that's njpac.org, to learn more. We'd also like to thank the U.S. Navy Band Commodore's Jazz Ensemble, currently celebrating their 50th anniversary. They've got concert dates around the country. If you want to catch them in action, visit our website and click the Navy Band Commodore's banner. Thanks also to Blue Note Records. This iconic label is currently celebrating its 80th anniversary with exclusive vinyl releases, wall art, playlists, and so much more. To check out everything they've got going on, visit bluenote.com. We'd also like to thank the Gold Coast Jazz Festival in Potrero, Costa Rica, taking place December 6th through 8th. That's a great time to visit Costa Rica, I tell you what. Bassist Richard Bona is among the fest's many outstanding headliners. To buy tickets, visit goldcoastjazzfest.com. Another thank you to the Angel City Jazz Fest, Los Angeles' most adventurous jazz festival. This is a multi-day celebration taking place October 1st through 13th in some of L.A.'s most prestigious venues. Look forward to appearances by Dwight Tribble, Chris Davis, David Benny, and many more. To buy tickets, visit angelcityjazz.com. Thanks also to Quest TV, the world's first subscription video on-demand platform dedicated to jazz music. It's an online library of jazz concert videos and feature documentaries that has been called the Netflix of jazz. It was started in part by Quincy Jones and has both free and premium memberships. Visit quest.tv, that's Q-W-E-S-T TV, to learn more. And lastly, another big thanks to Cobuzz.com. This is a high-res streaming service that is the premier destination for audiophiles looking to stream music online. Visit Cobuzz.com, Q-O-B-U-Z.com, to learn more. That'll do it for me. Thanks a lot, everyone. We'll see you next month with the 10 albums you need to know for August. Mm-hmm.